Just like COVID, we are back, baby. Hashtag keeping it current. Um, you are <laughs> listening. Variant. Yeah, you are you are currently listening to Pudgy in the Fridge, the best show ever. The podcast that is run by two guys who probably hate your favorite team. Looking mm-hmm. at you, Iowa and Texas. Um, Iowa State. What? <laughs> um. So after a, a little bit of a break, we're back. You know, sports are kicking back, kicking back up now in regards to college football. Um, and you're listening, the, the wonderful sounds of my voice. If you're hearing this right now, it is me, Zach, aka Pudgy. And that other sultry voice is the wonderful, as always, the fridge. <laughs> Otherwise, you can call me Spencer. Yep. So. We are back. There is a lot to talk about from the AD, from Texas once again ruining a conference, uh, for the second time, the same conference for the second time. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll get it. I don't, I don't know if they ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Olympics. And then we will also have, our wonderful football previews that I lost track of, and I don't even know who, how we even did last year. Um, since I got just, the we broke it down conference by conference, picked uh, who we thought was going to be in like title games and this and that. So, yep. so let me go ahead and pull up a spreadsheet so I can get that all down. Yeah, official. <laughs> um, but yeah, so first off, um, it means we're that much closer to college football. I know. I'm excited. Excited. Uh, so, uh, shit, so, uh, ooh, excuse me, damn. Start talking Sorry, about guys. The, that was delicious, sir. That was, that was very nice. Um, some of the, the biggest stories, obviously, NBA free agency happened. A lot of crazy things happened with that. You, you know, you got the Lakers with their, their super team with, with Russell Westbrook and all kinds of other veteran guys coming back to the Lakers for like a second or third time. So, um, I mean, it's, I'm trying to think if there was any, there were some other interesting signings for that one. Uh, one that didn't happen that didn't go anywhere was Ben Simmons. So people will be watching that over the next couple months to see uh, if he ends up coming back to the 76ers when season starts in October or if he's going to be somewhere else. There's not a lot of people that want him back in Philadelphia right now. So No, not at uh, all. Yeah, uh, some people got some big contracts. Trey Young, uh, Luca, uh, Kevin Durant signed a pretty good extension. So Old medal winning. Yes. Kevin yes. Durant. Man. For people who are really worried about that, didn't think they were going to do anything, they really shut you fuckers up. Well, it's because Kevin Durant finally started to just take over. Cause I know, right? If you look at the, you know, like before the Olympics and, you know, first game or two, like even though they won the second one, like 
he was there, but he wasn't, you know, dominating. They were trying to do too much team ball. And then he was finally, I think Kevin Durant finally said, fuck it. I'm like tired of all the bullshit. So. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, uh, we'll talk about those Olympics. Did you have anything else in regards to, uh, the NBA? Uh, the, the Russell Westbrook trade is, at, is a five team trade at the moment. They got, um, a number of players going to the Wizards, so it'd be interesting to see what the Wizards do this year. But there's a there's talk it could expand even further because they're trying to figure out what to do with Dennis Schroeder, who he didn't resign with the Lakers and now doesn't really have anywhere to go in free agency. So there's a chance that I mean, there could be some kind of sign and trade aspect involved and make that just a, a ginormous trade and the biggest one probably in the history of the NBA. So. That's uh, that's probably the craziest part with the how mm-hmm. NBA's gone over the last couple of months. Uh, I guess uh, congrats to the Bucks as well. I don't know if we've. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've had a podcast since they, since they won. <laughs> <laughs> probably so, not. It's been a so while. I guess it'll. Uh, uh, it's wait, I don't think. Did we have? Have we talked about the winning uh, cultural series? Did we talk about who won that? I think the last one we did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one I think we talked about. It was right after the College World Series ended, I think. So okay. Um, but yeah, congrats to them. And then uh, the NBA season, the, the draft just got done. Uh, they're starting to get the summer league going, and then we'll slowly work towards uh, preseason for that one. So uh, overall, a very interesting time. So um, and then baseball had their trade deadline around the same time, just to add more craziness to it. So. Uh, there's a lot of big trades, uh, especially for your team. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, trade <laughs> Turner, I mean, To be um, fair, I don't know who made more moves. You were you were the Cubs <laughs> at this point. Trey Turner gone. Uh, Max Scherzer gone. Um, yeah, they get and, and, and If you didn't know, they they Scherzer and Trey Turner both went to the same team. Because you know, they you both know the, went Los, to Los, the Dodgers. Los Angeles needs needs more studs, right? Apparently so. Like, if you go, if you go uh, on to MLB the Show and Diamond Dynasty, and you go on the Dodgers page, the first page is all diamonds. Yep. If that's not stacked, I'm not sure what is. Yep. I I will say they've dealt with injuries, so they're just trying to just, you know double down to make sure they got those studs even with an injury or two. Mm-hmm. I get it, but just it's, it's unfair. Like people yell at the Yankees for. You know, paying for wins. I mean, this is this is the most stacked. You know, I don't think the Yankees even got this stacked at any point. Oh. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got two, you know, probably the two best pitchers over the last decade, decade and a half, basically, at the top of the rotation, along with two or three younger guys that are, you know, probably top twenty-five in the league at this point. So, and then, uh, they also brought, you know, I got David Price coming back. And then they also decided to sign, uh, sign Cole Hamels. You, you know, your boy Cole Hamels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, just, I, I guess don't understand it, but. Yeah. I guess if you're trying to make more money for Juan Soto, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think it's that. I just, I don't, I don't think they saw themselves competing this year, I think was part of the problem. Because even when people were healthy, it was a question if they were going to be up there at the top of the division, and it was going to be really hard to even get in the wild card. Yeah. 
So I think they just kind of said, screw it, we're going to get what we can. And maybe you can re-sign one or two of them. I mean, that's what happened with, like, Chapman with the Yankees. Mm. Traded to the Cubs and got two really good prospects and got them back the next season. So Yeah. It's not it's not impossible. So. True. And um, then, yeah, your boy Schwarber to the Red Sox. Yeah. And then the Cubs did the sell-off of everybody. Yeah. Pissed off a lot of uh, fans. Pissed off kind of Cubs fans, yeah. Um, Bias to the Mets, Rizzo to my Yankees, which I was excited for. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Chris Bryant to the Giants, which mm-hmm. is an interesting play. Because yeah. the Giants, I think, are still the best team in baseball. If I remember right. Probably. So, but, uh, I think that's, it'll be interesting to see how that one transpires with the Giants, because they just, they have a lot of, like, Kind of guys thrown to the curb and guys that seem like their careers were going the opposite direction, then they somehow turn it around. So props to them and they're gonna, they might get, you know, still knocked out the, uh, the Dodgers in the playoffs. So it's possible. We still got a chance. So, um, my Yankees are dealing with COVID and other injuries still. Yeah. So we got like, I don't know, four, four starters out for COVID now. We got, a couple other injuries happen. It's just, it's a mess. We're only six and a half games out of the division, but we we need something quick to happen at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Hopefully things get back together. They, you know, the baseball teams do some good things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, one player that did not get traded that everyone thought was going to be uh, was Trevor Story. Oh, Even though there was like 30 million trades, he did not get traded out of the Colorado. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where he's going to go next year. Maybe your Nationals sign him next year because he's not. I don't think he coming. He's coming back to Colorado. No. The Yankees were talking about it, but I don't think they wanted to give up what the Rockies wanted. Mm-hmm. So, but that's he'll be a prime. Probably, I don't know if he'll be the top free agent, but he'll be at the top. You know, top three, top five for people to sign. Yeah. Mentioned to watch, so but uh, a couple months left, and then we hit the uh, the postseason. So oh, yeah. we'll be uh, we're getting down to the down to the home stretch here. It's, uh, yep, and then we get the college football. Yep, yep. Um, well, that'll start. That'll start before the playoffs even start. I know. So. <laughs> uh, so something big that happened while we were gone. Uh, obviously, uh, we have a new athletic director at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. Yes. Uh, and at this point, I believe uh, wrestling still has not been cut, for those worried about it. Um, football also has not been cut. We did not add a <laughs> hockey team. We didn't pull a UNL. Yeah. Trav Alberts <laughs> is now the athletic director at the University of Nebraska. Um, Bill Moose is out. Uh, and speaking of Nebraska, there's also they were also did a uh, jersey reveal video tonight. Um, in Lincoln, uh, the rumor is that they're going to be patriotic themed jerseys, uh, really. to be worn on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, but they're, they're telling fans to go by the honor system and not take any pictures because <laughs> they had, they had a, they had a lot of fans there too, which is really weird, um, to be a part of it. Um, so that was that's a little bit of fun. So with the 
uh, Olympics coming up. We will go ahead and get into that. Uh, the Olympics are finished, obviously, and the United States, the greatest country in the world, obviously, of course, finished with the most medals and the most gold medals overall, as it should be. Um, going over the gold medals, um, we had the women basketball three by three. Um, we won that. Women's all around, uh, Suni Lee won that. Floor exercise, Jade Carey. We won the four by 400 relay. Men's shot put, Ryan Krauser. We, the women won the 4x400-meter relay. Sydney McLaughlin won the 400-meter hurdles. Um, Mu Ething won the women's 800-meter. Uh, Almond Valerie, or Valerie uh, Almond won the discus, women's discus. Kaden Nagiotti won the women's pole vault. The men won, the, obviously, the basketball. We also won the women's basketball. We also won the uh, women's beach volleyball with April and Alex. Uh, canoe single 200 meter we won with Nevin Harrison. Uh, women's Omnium, uh, Jennifer Valente won. Women's foil individual was done by Lee Kiefer. Uh, where'd that go? Okay, there we go. Uh, men's individual golf, uh, was won by Xander Shafafafafal. The women was won by Kelly or Nelly Corda. Um, the 10 meter air rifle was won by William Shanner. And, uh, the skeet shooting, Vincent Hancock. Uh, skeet woman, Amber English. The women surfing was won by Carissa Moore. 100 meter butterfly and 100 meter freestyle was won by Caleb Dressel. He also won the 50 meter freestyle. Robert Fink won the 1500 meter freestyle. The men won the 400 4 by 100 freestyle relay and the 4 by 100 medley relay. Chase Callis won the 400 individual medley. Uh, Robert Fink also won the 800 meter freestyle. Lydia Jacoby won the 100 meter backstroke. Uh, Kathleen Ledecky, <laughs> Katie Ledecky won the 1500 meter freestyle and the 800 meter freestyle. Uh, Anastasia Zolotic won the women's 57 kilogram taekwondo. Uh, the women obviously won the, uh, women's volleyball, uh, for outdoor, uh, or indoor, and then the women won the water polo as well. And then Gable Dan Stevenson won the freestyle 125 kilogram. David Morris Taylor III won the 86. And then Tamara Marimara Mensa Stock won the women's freestyle 68. Uh, so we won a total of 39 golds, 41 silvers, 33 bronzes for a total of 113. Gold medals, because we are the best country in the world. I think we led the way on all three medals, didn't we? Yep, we did. Uh, it was until the last day when we took over. Best. Yep. yep. Uh, um, for the, Gold I medal. think volleyball was the one that was the one that put us over the edge. Yep. So, so and it's also nice to see Jordan Larson, who it's probably her last Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, former Husker, get her. Um, gold medal finally and she also got the final kill so that was really nice to see three huskers won the gold medals uh Mm -hmm. in that game so all right so uh, what was it no it was wrestling too they had uh yeah they have a nebraska coach for wrestling team 
Uh, I think, I think so, probably. I, I think I, uh, I can't remember the name, but I remember seeing a guy with a Nebraska hat. So I'm like, I doubt he's just a fan. I'm guessing he's probably yeah. a coach. <laughs> oh, that was shot put, I think. Oh, maybe that was shot put. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was blowing up on tweet on the tweet machine. Um. So with that, what we are going to do. So we're going to go ahead and kick off uh, some divisional previews. Um, we're going to go off. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, look at each team's uh, schedule and, I guess, predict an order of finish. Uh, uh, records. I mean, we won't get go too in depth because we mainly worry about the Big Ten over here on this wonderful podcast. Um, are you still there? Uh-oh. Looks like he's frozen. Uh-oh. Apparently so, our uh, our internet, one one way or the other, decided to, to cut us off. So, yeah. it didn't like our right. thoughts. Sky just completely <laughs> closed down. Uh, so, we got a couple games here. Um, or, well, not a couple games. We're going to go over the SEC here real quick. Mm-hmm. And first off, as always, is the SEC East, which is uh, real, the best. Real quick of before we- before we get there, since we talked about the AD, what are, what are your thoughts on, on Mr. Trev Alberts? I was going to ask you that. Oh, I mean, earlier. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, you are really getting into a uh, weird situation with the whole name and image and likeness thing that started. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not worried about him doing something completely stupid. Uh, I think that he was handed a horrible situation at Lincoln. Or, I mean, at Omaha. Um, and he had to do what he had to do um, in order to, you know, make sure they get in the financial uh, standing. But, I mean, moving that entire athletic program to Division One uh, took some in, uh, incredible, you know, knowledge and work ethic to do yeah. that. Um, and I, and I, I was, I think, just how it transpired with the, especially the wrestling team, I think that just. That put a bad taste in people's mouths. Uh, I think if it was a better, you know, not transition for those, but just a better way of telling them, hey, like, you know, great job, but with this situation, we can no longer um, keep the program and stuff, you know, instead of just not really telling them and just locking them out when they get back, more or less. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that kind of rubbed people the wrong way, and I think that's probably uh, – he was, he's going to have more of an uphill battle with that. So. Yeah, um, but I think uh, it'll do some good things. I think they got somebody who knows what Nebraska wants to accomplish and hopefully uh, does it the right way. I mean, mm-hmm. pay those who need to get paid. So. Uh, yeah. And just, you know, just make sure you're talking to everybody. Don't just do, you know, something just out of the whim and trying to – as you've, as you've pointed out before with other people trying to put a mark on something or, um, um, you know, trying to make a name for himself down there more or less. Like just, Hoff, Hoff, just Steve Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let, let things happen as they do. And, um, you know, but at the same time, as he's shown, don't be afraid to, to make moves when you need to. Mm-hmm. So there's, but that's, you know, you got to listen to people and, and really, really pay attention to the situation so all right um so we'll go ahead and get started uh the first part is the best country the best conference 
uh, division in the country, and that's the yeah. SEC East. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, as we said, we're gonna break, we're gonna break down the conferences one by one here. Just get these going before the season gets uh, going here before too long. So, yes, um, we're gonna start and uh, discuss, kind of go team by team a little bit. Think of who's gonna do what and who's gonna do well, and you know, t- talk about some other factors here and there. So, yeah. So looking at it, um, looking over at the SEC East, uh, I do see, I think that, uh, I mean, from last year's finish, you had Florida and Georgia uh, finish the top two. I think that um, it could obviously be between them two again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not certain, 100% certain there's contention for it from anywhere else in that division. Um, it could come down to the world's biggest Cocktail party, which is <laughs> not no longer politically correct, I guess. So right, it's right. Florida Georgia rivalry, because fuck fuck having fun, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Florida um, has has a pretty pretty manageable manageable schedule. Uh, they don't really have a tough road game. Um, their toughest road game, I guess you could say, would be LSU. Um, they got uh, their first four games though are uh, Florida Atlantic at home at South Florida, Alabama, and then Tennessee at home. Then you get at Kentucky, home against Vanderbilt at LSU. Then that's a neutral site game against Georgia at South Carolina. Then the beautiful, always FCS (laughs) November game versus Sanford. At Missouri, and then to finish out the season, they play the Florida-Florida State game. Yeah. No. Uh, that, that cupcake game, I, I'm, it could get pushed out if, depending mm-hmm. on obviously with COVID still around, they may use that as a, a rescheduling date for one of the mm-hmm. conference games. So they may they may lose that um, nice little boost they can get towards the end of the season. So yeah. um, early season uh, like September matchup with uh, Alabama is very interesting because mm-hmm. um, I mean Florida is always a, a good team. I, the bed, you know, there's got some question marks for him and stuff, and Alabama kind of reloaded, but uh, that'll it'll probably be big, a pretty big telling of who's going to do what in the SEC early in the season. So, um, obviously, the one of the biggest question marks is who plays quarterback for Florida after Kyle Trask had gone, you know, yep. my boy from last season. So, um, obviously, they they got. They're going to have some talent on that roster with just being Florida and everything, but it just depends. Does it transpire into somebody who can be the, you know, that leading guy to just, uh, you know, come out and uh, really show um, what he can do? They have a lot of young guys um, mm-hmm. at quarterback this year. Um, they have uh, uh, eight, seven, eight, eight quarterbacks on the roster. Two sophomores and six freshmen. So, yeah, yeah right, right. Um, so it's just not a lot of experience, obviously. Um, so they're going to have to really put in some good work, and somebody's going to you know come out on top of uh, uh, and you know take over that role. But it could be a uh, you know committee this year. Uh, Florida's done that in the past. You know, they're not a huge fan of doing that, but they would get to see that too if nobody really takes over the role. Uh, an interesting note with the quarterbacks too that uh, John Kitna, the old NFL quarterback, you remember him? <laughs> yeah. 
His son is a quarterback in Florida this year. Oh. So he came in as a freshman. So That's interesting. Yeah, I just saw that on the roster there. I was like, ooh. Uh, so that would that's probably going to be a story if he ends up playing at all. You know, people are going to talk about that on the um, broadcast and whatnot. So, um, yeah, overall, it's a they they got a good chance to uh, to repeat for uh, the division title for that one. So, um, what a so the and then obviously they're going to have probably a talent receiver, running back, and. Have some good defenders, probably a you know good corner and stuff. Um, but just obviously they you know as long as they can show up, they'll they'll be a good productive team. So um, I that probably be my my top choice. But uh, I don't know what your what your thoughts are. Uh, as of right now, they're my second team. Um, oh. I've got them uh, second team in the division. I've got them uh, winning nine games, losing three. Uh, to Bama, LSU, and Georgia. So I guess that gives away who I feel like will win the East next year. <laughs> next year. <laughs> All right, we got ourselves a little, little back and forth here. Like, I just, uh, I just, I'll give my two cents for for Georgia real quick. Why I don't think they can, and then you can, you can come back with your, you know, insight and you know, awesome, awesome. Just because uh, I feel like it, down. I think they can yeah. do it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> No, I just Georgia's always a good team, but you know, I I don't know. They always seem to to never live up to the hype, if you will. Like, you know, they even like even when they had a chance to win, they were in the the playoff and everything. They they should have, I think, really won that the first game, and they oh. kind of let it off the hook and everything. So, I just Georgia always seems to falter in the in the biggest moments in my mind, but. Uh, what, what is what is your do you have some, just, some more in depth reasoning behind the Georgia? I just think he's come so uh, Kirby Smart's come so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that this is year he's going to do it. Um, if it's not this year, I don't know when. Uh, like right. you said, Florida's Florida's going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Um, Alabama's going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Not that it really ever matters, apparently. <laughs> um, right, right. But uh, I I would like to see them do it. I mean, it's a new – I mean, not that it's an entirely new face. It's still new to what's been happening the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's to hoping they, they can win the conference. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it, it looks like it's going to come down to that, to that Florida game because okay. I mean, I'm guessing you have them at – you said – what did you say, 11-1, and 10-2? Florida, Georgia, 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 they're undefeated. Huh? They're undefeated. I have an upsetting club. Gotcha. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, I I mean, I'd put it at, I'm going to put it at 12 and 2, or not 10 and 2 for them. I put Florida in the same boat, and obviously the winner of the the Florida Georgia game, which I'm picking Florida right now, they would, that would be the winner of the division. But that's probably going to be when the, Division is decided. Is that one game like I, something could surprise? But I mean, if I will say, if they find themselves tied, um, I like. I think uh, Georgia's last four games are a little bit easier than Florida's, because um, you know, like South Carolina is going to be tough. They both play Missouri, so that's a wash. And I think Florida State. 
is going to play him tough. You know, Georgia Tech will probably play him tough, but I think Georgia Tech is just way too down on the totem pole for that. So, but as it'll come down to that one game at the end, you know, Halloween Halloween game nonetheless too. So, yeah, add more to the the party down there with the cocktail. So. Christ. What are you, five? Do you have a, I guess, do you have a a surprise, somebody that could surprise this year, or I don't know if upset, but just somebody that could make some noise and cause some chaos in that division? Uh, I can tell you somebody I hope it's not. <laughs> Missouri? <laughs> no. Uh, Kentucky. Uh, really? Yeah, I think the whole situation with Wandale, I don't know, it kind of just really put me into, into a little annoying, upsetting. But, uh, you know, hey, do, he do you do you. Um, I hope, but I also don't hope you have success at Kentucky. Um, but that's just me, uh, kind of an ass. Uh, I guess. I mean, I'll just, uh, I guess, uh, go ahead and finish your point. I'll, I'll bring mine in there, so, for that. Um, it's just, you know, it's like, I don't know, like, with, you feel like, like, I get it, you want to go to the NFL, but to be fair, it might be hard to see him go into the NFL. I guess let's see how Rondale Moore does, because uh, they're about the same size and stature. I just mm-hmm. feel like there was things coming from other places that uh, put input in there. You know, mm. sort sort of the same situation with with McCaffrey. You know, yeah. there's things that you're. I'm not entirely sure you're looking out for the best of interest of the kid. But right, it, right. it is what it is. Uh, I guess my surprise team, if I had to pick one, could be Tennessee. I guess, or Missouri, because okay. uh, Dirk Dirk Nowitzki, right? Or no, Drinkowitz, drink a bunch of wine, uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> He's doing some good things at Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard, uh, you know, okay team. I mean, they, they finished 500 and right the, you know, right below the, the top two in the division. So it's, it wouldn't be impossible that, um, I could see like, I don't know, just, and this could be just how I feel with Tennessee each year is like, it could be something with just a name, but I just feel like it makes some noise. They always seem to do at least, you know, maybe pull an upset once a year or something, just, just something that you don't think they're going to do, and I could see them doing something crazy like that. So maybe they beat Georgia or uh, Florida this year and just really cause some chaos in the division. So yeah, that would be my surprise team in the in the East. So uh, and I, 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 the Wandale situation, I, I will say like he's going to have a better chance to try to make noise for the NFL in the SEC than at Nebraska right now just because of where Nebraska is, sadly enough. So, and I, we've seen guys from Kentucky go to NFL and be successful. So it's not not completely impossible. I mean, the one of the biggest ones, Randall Cobb, I mean, he played quarterback, but he's had a successful receiving career. Who? So, Randall Cobb. Who? Jesus Christ. Cornell Cobb? Yeah, it was the only reason that Aaron Rodgers came back is because the Packers oh. traded for Randall Cobb. So, 
Wasn't he on the Packers before, though? Yeah, and then they uh, they didn't re-sign him, which pissed off Aaron Rodgers, and he signed a, a three-year deal with uh, the Texans when uh, Bill, Bill O'Brien was still there. <laughs> um. But uh, I could – I mean, I – I mean, he didn't go to, you know, because like, he's shown, you know, good, you know, skills and talent when he was at Nebraska. This wasn't, I don't think he had a chance to showcase everything just because of how things went at the time with Nebraska, mm-hmm. inconsistent quarterback play and whatnot. But, I, I mean, I'm, I don't doubt it. There was some even, like, some higher-level teams trying to get him. And, you know, he, he made his choice that was, was best for him. So he didn't go just to, you know, play at Alabama or something, just to play at Alabama, even though he probably wouldn't play too much anyway. But, uh, he could, he could be a surprise, uh, you know, the SEC newcomer of the year, so to speak. So watch him uh-huh. go off for, uh, you know, just, you know, this record setting season for the school and receptions and yards yeah. and whatnot. Just, just have a ridiculous season and be on the Heisman hype or something. <laughs> so here's my next question is, uh, Vanderbilt. They're at 13 straight losses, conference losses. Yes. Last win was against Missouri in 2019. Yes. That's conference win. Uh, do they win a conference game this year? They got home against Georgia at Florida. At South Carolina, home against Mississippi State, home against Missouri, home against Kentucky, at Ole Miss, at Tennessee. Um, I mean, they're, if they're gonna win one, it's gonna be one of the home games. Yeah, I, just, I can't see them winning on the road as as bad as they've been. I mean, maybe maybe at Ole Miss, I, I it's that's that might be the the best chance away from home. Um, they, I could see. I don't know. Missouri is possible. Obviously, Missouri's up and down over the last couple of years. The same with Kentucky. So I mean, they could maybe towards the end of the season would be their best chance. Because obviously, the Georgia and Florida, I. You know, that's a 10,000 to one type of win, I think, is what the odds will probably be on the, the sport books. And <laughs> in South Carolina, like, they'll have a better shot, but being at, being at South Carolina just makes it that much harder. Cause South Carolina is a tough place to play. So, so yeah, I would say, you know, the very end of October, beginning of November is their best chance. I'd give it like a, 35% chance that they win one of those games down there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do you have a better, uh, better thought or do you have a, do you have a, you know, Charles Barkley guarantee? Oh. Uh, the guarantee I think is going to be South Carolina. First year so? head coach for South Carolina. Uh, I think it provides them the best chance. If not, they're going to go, uh, over what? 14, 15. Well, they do it all for nine again. It would be, be twenty-two. 22. 22, 21, maybe. Yes. Well, don't they play nine? I thought they played nine. No, they play eight now. Is it eight? Six, seven, eight. Yeah, the Big Ten plays eight because they're stupid. Okay. Well, because they got what's that? Yeah, that was conference. Oh, also. Um, Jeez. 
Big Ten football is going to be two weeks away on Friday, and we still don't have any COVID things for this year. So it's pretty nice. Wait, we're only two weeks away from Jesus. On Friday, yeah, and I'll be I'll be at the game uh, in Champaign. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just I guess so. Yeah, it is August. The end of the month. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was looking at something too for uh, for Georgia about Will Muschamp. Mm-hmm. Okay, it looks like. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see what he's going to be doing. Okay. Okay, so it looks like he was a, he got signed on as a senior defensive analyst at Georgia, and now he's going to be the special teams coach because their Georgia special team coach has uh, some health issues and stuff, so he's stepping away. So... You know, Muschamp's uh-huh. moving his way back into a coaching role after his <laughs> wonderful yeah. head coaching stints. So I just, that story popped up in the last couple of days. Uh, I thought it was maybe like he was filling in for like uh, Kirby yeah. Smart or something. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what happened to Georgia? So, uh, yeah, I got Florida. You got Georgia. Be yep. a interesting division. Uh, mm-hmm. How about the West? Do you have anybody else but Alabama? No. <laughs> Not until proven otherwise, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah. It's just amazing how much they reload. Like that's that is that just shows you like the huge difference with pro and and college sports with recruiting and, and salary, which. You know, it's never going to change with anything, but just mm-hmm. uh, um, how much talent, like, like they, people always complain about super teams and pros and especially like NBA and when in baseball and stuff. And then you look at, you look at especially like college football and then you just got, you know, potential for like six first round draft picks on one team out of 32 draft picks. It's yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Stupid. So, um so, so we're both both with with the Crimson Tide, but uh, do you think A and M is going to give them another scare this year, and you know be the team to try to knock them off the the podium, or do you think that last year was a fluke for A and M? Well, I never believe in A and M, so <laughs> um, if anybody's going to scare them, it's going to be Derek King in Miami. Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> just uh, on. Uh, Speaking of King, he just signed on with uh, the like, Florida Panthers. Yeah, for NIL deal. I was like, what? That's pretty crazy. Um, like, I just, I'm trying to grasp like what he's, yeah. what both sides are getting out of it. I like, think, yeah, I know it's, it's likeness and all, yeah. but this is weird. That's a pro team. Mm-hmm. I and, think. Oops, sorry. And the I was just saying, yeah, this is weird. Um. I think, I mean, no, I think A&M has a chance. I mean, it's a home game for them, so they'll be mm-hmm. sad. And another thing I do think also is I th- think Mike Leach, possibly. I think he could be looking for his first uh, real marquee win because obviously that LSU game didn't count. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> for about? For how they I mean, turned out last year. I, hey, 
LSU did finish five and five, surprisingly. Hey, at, like, at least they weren't ranked in the top twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> true story. True story. So, um, I mean, well, to be fair, Mississippi State could get a marquee win before that. Mm-hmm. You know who they play? Louisiana Tech. Oh my god! No, I'm talking. No, they play Texas A&M on the road before Alabama. So. Yeah, they go LSU, A&M, and Alabama. Like, yep. that's if LSU is is you know in the having a good season compared to some of the crappy seasons they had, and that's gonna that's a bustle for Mike Mike Leach right there. Because <laughs> if A&M is if it is what happened last year had any truth to it, they'll be a, obviously at least a solid team. So yeah, and you got to face two potentially good teams and followed by. Who a team that could be the best in the country? So, um, I, I, I mean, like, to be fair, the expectations for Mike Leach are as low as they're probably going to be anyway. So, mm-hmm. I think he's just going in there and just having fun. And you know, if he can cause chaos, he's going to cause chaos. That's probably his main goal. You know, if he can win, he can win. But I think he just wants to cause chaos more than anything because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. So, um. But uh, they finished A and M finished eight and one. I mean, do you think they get close to that same record? I know you're not a huge fan, but for A and M, yeah. Do you think they're gonna like who, who's gonna unless maybe LSU actually comes into you know comes to play and whatnot? Who's gonna knock A and M out of that second spot? Um. Because that's kind of where I'm sitting at. Is I mean, the, that was the, the second best team we saw in the West. Yeah, I would I would have said Auburn if Gus Malzahn was still the head coach, but yeah, well, your philosophy with the new head coach really really bites you in the ass on that one. So, <laughs> so to be honest, uh, maybe I mean maybe Ole Miss Lane Kiffin he had them playing pretty well, um, mm-hmm. but other than that, no. Dude, Auburn's start to the schedule season is kind of crappy. What the? F- Auburn, you suck. You start with Akron, Alcorn State, I think, Alcorn, and then they yeah. play Alcorn, and then they play Penn State. I don't know about that game right oh. now, but and then they go to and they uh, host Georgia State. Man, that's the first. That's brutal first four games. Like what? What kind of crap is that, dude? It's the SEC schedule, man. It's so tough. Well, there's cupcakes at the beginning of the season, so. <laughs> Better than being at the end of the season. Yeah. Well, uh, they play, is it H.J. Weekend? No. Okay. I got to I was going to say, did they have their bye week early? But no, they have a, a break between Arkansas and Old Miss. So, I was going to say, like, eight straight weekends of SEC football for Auburn. That would kind of suck. So. Um, so, so it, next question. Yeah. Who finishes in the bottom in that division? <laughs> bottom. Let's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trying to think of who's even got what this year. Like who, 
who's done anything. Um, but I think Link Kiffin will be all right in his second season. I mean, it's he's coming up. We'll probably have probably, I guess, a similar record. You know, maybe maybe he hits 500 this year in the in the conference. Um. I'm going to say Arkansas was a fluke because I don't think – I don't know what they have brought back. And I finishing, think – Finishing three and seven is a fluke? <laughs> for them, yeah, because I think they can go back down to Vanderbilt level and go 0-9 or 0-8. I mean <laughs> – Sorry if you're an Arkansas fan listening. Yeah, and they no, don't even play Vanderbilt this year. No. The um, – Oh, that sucks. Dude, November the 13th, they travel to LSU, Arkansas does, and then the week after they go to Alabama. Ouch. Oh my god. Oh, that's, oh, and they have to play at Georgia this year. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Their road schedule sucks. That is terrible. Um, well, they play your favorite team this year. On September yeah. 11th. <laughs> Who are you going to pick in that one? I wonder. Uh, <laughs> Where'd he go? Uh oh. Um, it's going to be Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to uh, win. Um, they got to play, play A&M. Huh? Uh, I'm trying to. Who do they play out of the other division? Missouri, South Carolina, I think. Mm-hmm. No, they just they only play one non-division opponent, right? Yep. Yep, and it's Missouri this year. I mean, they could they could win that one at the end of the season, mm-hmm. to, but I I think I think that that's my pick to be the bottom, you know. I think I think Mississippi State will be one game better. Yeah, but Mississippi State's probably going to have a three and seven, maybe maybe four and six. You know, Mike Leach pulls out another. <laughs> but yeah. I, I can see maybe one. I I don't think they're going to win a division game, to True. be honest. So, bad. What about you? What is your bottom of the barrel? Uh, bottom of the barrel is, I think it's probably going to be Arkansas too, to be honest. Um, I mean, I want to root for Arkansas because, you know, they've been bad for so long and hopefully they can get it done. But yep. I don't think it's going to happen. I guess, uh, obviously we discussed if Vanderbilt's going to get their first win. Who has a, <laughs> who finishes with a better record of the conference, Vanderbilt or Arkansas? <laughs> uh, Arkansas. I think so. It has to be. Well, like maybe like a game where you think it's a going to be a little bit bigger of a gap. Uh, it could be bigger than a gap, but I don't. Know. I don't see Vanderbilt winning a SCC game this year. Yeah, that that's that's going to be the race. It'd be kind of interesting if they played each other at the end of the season. I know yeah. That. Instead of playing Missouri. Who's really the worst team in the toilet the bowl of the SEC? Yay! <laughs> it's what we've it, all wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if somebody brought like toilet to the game or something just for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are the, if you had to put a, a number on it, like a percentage, the 
percent that Alabama gets gets knocked out of that spot and 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 is number two in the division. It's fifteen. Fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'd, I'd probably go as low as five. Like <laughs> just very like. If if it could be one of those things like if it was possible to bet like you know Air, Alabama or any other team in the SEC West, I'd put a couple bucks on any other team because it's probably ridiculous odds still. Yeah. Even though you have potential up to six other teams, you know, wow. probably you know, realistically one maybe two, but it would you could make a good profit if it actually happened. So, uh-huh. um, no, it. What's uh you think Alabama loses a game this year? No. Not even against Miami? Your nope. your boy, Mr. King? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're playing New Mexico State for their cupcakey game. Yay. <laughs> um let's see. So they go to Florida, talked about that. They go to A and M. Would be watch them watch uh, Mike Leach pulls off the upset against Alabama at home. That'd be funny. <laughs> that would I think that would cement him in for another like three years at Mississippi mm-hmm. State probably. <laughs> so yeah. um, and then uh, I mean the, the last game of the season could could throw a wrench. It is at Auburn. Yeah, they always that's always a very good game to watch. So. Um, see some interesting things there, but yeah, I I don't. I'd probably put it, you know, just because it is tough to do. I'd probably put it like a thirty-five to forty percent chance that Alabama doesn't go undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think it's sixty percent that they do, but it's it's gonna be tough to see. Um, and then. I guess the last thing was, do you pick Alabama to win the SEC title game, or do you have Georgia over them? I had Georgia. Oh snap! Yep. So you you uh, would you would put a higher percentage in Alabama not going undefeated then? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I still do think they get into the playoff though, unfortunately. Well, yeah, because they'll probably be number one through yeah, you know, throughout the entire season more or less, and then uh. Um, and then they'll, even if they lose the title game, they'll probably be a third or fourth seed kind of thing. So, oh. um, I, I would have, I, I gotta pick them over Florida. You know, I just, you know, unless they, they have a really just, they come out of the gates really slow. You know, I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna get knocked off. I think they're gonna, they're probably gonna be number one, you know, coast, you know, coast to coast, so to speak, from, mm-hmm. you know, day one to the end of the season. So, I was trying to see if they had the rankings up, yeah, you know, for this year. They might. I thought they did. I thought they had preseason. Yeah, there we go. They're not on stupid ESPN. I mean, stupid ESPN. Uh, NCAA. Uh, yep. Um, preseason top 25. So Alabama's number one. Could have guessed. What? Oh. Right. Uh, Clemson's at number two. 
Mm-hmm. Oklahoma at three. Georgia's at four to start the season. Uh, Iowa State at five. Ohio State six. A&M at seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati eight. Oregon ninth. Iowa tenth. LSU is at eleventh in the preseason. <laughs> That's gross. That's really gross right there. Uh, 12 is Miami, 13 Notre Dame, 14 North Carolina, Wisconsin, Indiana, Florida is 17th. Um, Old Miss is 20th, surprisingly. Did not yeah. see that as a preseason, uh, preseason one, so. So yeah, I think Alabama's gonna be, you know, top of the league. I, I just, I don't see a team good enough to to knock them off. You know, it's it's it. They're gonna lose a road game if they lose. That's why I put it. Yeah. In. There's no way they lose a home game. So, but I guess the the last part of the the SEC preview is uh your your favorite team joining joining the ranks. Oh. Yeah. You know, saying. Don't screw the Big 12. We want to go to the SEC. <laughs> Why? So they can be a bottom feeder there too. <laughs> can't even can't win the Big 12. Well, to to be fair, they had. They, I don't. I I think they would beat Vanderbilt. <laughs> That's the bottom feeder. Now if they're below Vanderbilt, then yes, they would be the bottom feeder. So, oh. but yeah, Texas and Oklahoma going over there. Like, how do you? Like, how does the conference alignment change with that? I don't know. There's been rumors everywhere. All we know as of right now is that uh, Texas and Oklahoma are going to the uh, whatever, the SEC. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything else is pretty much a crap shoot at this point. Uh, right. I hope Big Ten could end. At Kansas and Iowa State, that'd be nice, but I think they already told them no. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, for sure anywhere, I guess. Oh, okay. I thought I heard something that they basically were just not gonna, not gonna do it. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what transpires with it, but um, I mean, do you? I mean, do you look at it geographically, or are you just trying to throw them in there anywhere at this point? Because the geographic for, like, travel and stuff really doesn't matter anymore. I think it's anywhere. That's what I'm thinking at this point. So you put one on each side? Mm-hmm. Or do you try to keep them to get – you wouldn't put them in the same division for their you know, Red River rivalry game? Uh, they probably will be, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like, who do you th- – it would be really fucked up if they threw him in the West with Alabama. <laughs> what would be funny? Yes. And uh, you could throw Arkansas over to the oh. East. Yeah. Because there's not – like they don't have a team over there that they have like a like a deep, deep rivalry with. You know, they have you know their conference rivals with and everything. Mm-hmm. But plus they'd be in the same division as A&M. be a good thing for yeah. Texas as well. So And same oh. with Oklahoma. So, because yeah. I probably have better old school games with them in the Big Twelve, so that that would be my guess is how it would shake out. I don't th- I don't think they're gonna split them up. So probably not. 
Well, I mean, they they could they could throw A and M over in the East just for the yeah. shits and giggles too. So, That's true. Yeah, uh, trying to balance out the conference a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there anything else we wanted to touch base on? Um. No, I mean uh, the NIL deals are starting to to come into yeah. for, um, come into uh, place now. So I will, I'm sure we'll start seeing more and more as a, as the season picks up, especially if a couple of guys kind of emerge as especially Heisman favorites or mm-hmm. you know, being at the top of the draft. Um, be interested to see what kind of deals happen in season and and uh, you know do we. Heck, we, we might see some some of them like get money off of things like ESPN and stuff. So yeah, true. Especially um, with SEC with the partnership they have with the TV. So yeah. So on our next episode, we will go ahead and discuss the Big Twelve. Um, might be this week, might be next week. Who knows? Uh, it's whenever we can get it fit in. Um, but we'll go down the list from there. And we'll, I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna save your favorite conference for last. Yep, best so conference in the world. Iowa. So we can say that. So we can just hate on Iowa, you know, for oh, yeah. 30 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you at the same damn time, at the same damn place, in the same damn state. Go Huskers! Fuck Iowa! Fuck Texas! <laughs> Peace. <laughs>